0: And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey, lady. Welcome back. A couple weeks ago, I had a guest, Alison Rowe, on. And in the midst of recording part one of her episode, as we were chatting nonstop about every and everything all over the place... We said, gosh, I, I just I want you to come back for round two. And we kind of joked and laughed and truly immediately after hanging up and ending the first recording, I sent her a message and said, I wasn't joking. Let's get number two on the books. And she's so wonderful. She did. And that's what you all get to enjoy today. I got the best feedback from round one. I can't wait for you guys to hear more finding people that you align with and just genuinely enjoy having a conversation with is so fun. It's fun for me selfishly. I get to share with you and you all benefit as well. But I love it. It's so cool and I'm so grateful to be able to do that and truthfully grateful that you are here. I get to share because you guys listen and you take that on and I that's such an honor to me. I really am proud to have be here with you and you take your time and energy and invest that in listening to this. It's so cool. And I know Allison does too. I'm speaking for her, but I'm going to make that assumption. Today we talk about labels and are labels quote unquote good? Are they bad? What does that even mean? I talk about how hearing the concept of identifying with something and labeling with something was really triggering for me and still kind of is triggering for me and what that all means. And I know that so many of you two have struggled with that of really strongly feeling and identifying as something, but then maybe feeling like that maybe it doesn't serve you anymore or Maybe it's not allowing you to grow as you want to, or maybe you don't even know that it's not serving you or not allowing you to grow in the way that you want to, or expand and try new things. And we go deep. We go everything from physical fitness, how that applies, yoga, of course, how that applies, to politics to religion to your emotions to everything because we're all one and it's all interconnected and through all of our tangents and ping pong matches of conversation it's just such a beautiful space and I'm so excited to share this with you so sit back open up your hearts open up your ears and your minds and enjoy all right, you guys, we said in the last episode she was coming back, and we did not fool or disappoint. We are hanging out again with Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi, Hi Allison. Megan. So fun to be back. I know. And, you know, in all of your worlds, these episodes are spaced out and all, and all of this goodness, but Allison's episode actually just came out like two days ago, and now we're talking again, and we were... <laughs> We were uh, joking before we started recording of, what did we say we were going to talk about again? In like the heat and passion of recording number one, we had no idea, but thankfully we listened. And uh, (laughs) we said in episode, the first one, we were talking actually a lot about labels and whether it was directly what we were discussing or actually it was kind of a theme that was masked throughout the whole episode. And I thought it would be fun to dive into that a little bit today, if you're open to it, Allison. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. I'm excited about this one. Me too. Me juicy, too. That's juicy always. stuff
1: coming up. Uh,
0: and, and it was a message. I feel like listening back to the first time that we chatted It really was a message that we really specifically talked about in a certain part of the episode. But truthfully, as I said before, it was woven in and out of the whole piece of identifying with a label. And then what comes with that is the shoulds of what I need to be doing because this is my label or my identity. And I just love to say, what does that mean to you? Where do you fit in that? Um, And maybe what's an experience you had with that?
1: many things to talk about from there. Um, I'm just going to start talking and we'll kind of see where this goes because for me, labels have like, there's just so weighted, right? There's a good and a bad to a label. A label can make you feel associated with something, a group of people um, an organization, whatever, something bigger than yourself, if you identify with that. Um, think about things like religions, um, politics, if you want to get into that, um, lifestyle choices, yogi, runner, marathon, or whatever. Those labels can help you feel like you fit in. And yet, those labels can also box you off mm-hmm. and actually sever connections with other people who don't identify as the same political standing as you or same religion or, again, if they've never ran before, they're not part of that group. So there's just so much, like, unpack with that. What is the worth of a label and associating with something? But then also what is the worth of disassociating from that label and being able to connect with someone just as a human instead of, I am all of these things that have baggage attached to them.
0: I like, I I know, I actually like (laughs) the spin on this that you brought up because for me, when I first started hearing about labels and identification and pieces, it really brought up a lot of resistance in me. And I know that's a reflection of where I was and still am, but it was like, but I, I am these things or I've gone through these things and I'm proud of some of them, or I'm, I'm proud of the work and effort that I did to be at the space that I am now. So there was a lot of resistance, but the piece that you brought up about labels and community and culture, I love that side of it too. That's something that I, I always thought to me where that was, but you bring up such a good point of, that's also how I fit in and the people that I surround myself with. That's an interesting piece too.
1: Yeah. And that's why like labels are not good or bad. Mm -hmm. It's not good to be labeled. It's not bad to be labeled. It's not better if you're not a label, whatever. It's all just like different things to think about when you decide, like when you take on that, that label, that identity, And for me, a lot of labels, a lot of like, I am this thing, I want to fit in and be part of this group is about wanting to make that community, that connection, to have that almost shared experience as someone. And that's why we can connect so well, because, okay, if I'm going to a um, grief counseling meeting, I'm... Assuming that other people here are going, have gone through similar experiences with grief. And so you can almost, there's almost like a built-in layer of trust there because you have common experiences. But that doesn't mean that other people haven't gone through grief. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so it's, I feel like I'm just going to sit and spin in circles when I talk about this because labels provide spaces for you to have that almost immediate connection but other people have that have similar experiences too so it's more about being able to i don't know being vulnerable with people and being able to share and say i'm a human being you know you want these connections with others and you can find that you can find that in people that have different labels you can find that again pick your label um, pick your your focus and a lot of that is I feel like I'm just again spinning but in yoga we talk about the idea of disassociation and not attaching to something and the importance of just being in your human self mm-hmm. and so when you attach to your community your identity you carry all that baggage with it and so do you want that? Do you want to bring that into your life, into your relationships? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It's just something that, to consider.
0: And I would say too, thinking and looking at what are some of the ways that you identify yourself? What are your labels? What are the, whatever you want to call it? What do you subscribe to? to when you look at that, when I assess that, I have to say, I can take great pride in that. I can take Ownership and a connection with that. But as you mentioned before, Allison, if then I'm using that, whether I am consciously or subconsciously doing it, as a way to not open my mind and my awareness up to other things and other people's beliefs or labels, subscriptions to life, whatever they may identify with, then maybe that's too strong of a space where I'm at. Maybe I'm uncomfortable. I'm insecure. I'm whatever. That's maybe where a label is doing me a disservice instead of doing something positive for me.
1: Yeah, I think when a label blocks you off and says I'm only going to talk to people who who are this same way as me, that's where the problem comes in. And it can be so many things. It can be if you are. Um, it can be your sexuality. It can be your family relationships. Right? If you identify as a mother or a daughter or a partner or a sibling right like whatever that is when you choose that label as your defining identity it can create walls instead of opening doors I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah and yeah and it's also then not allowing other people into that space as well and pigeoning me off squaring me off from a space of expanding into any other any other thing like i used to be so identified with i was a runner and that meant that was all that i did mm-hmm. and it was great i it i loved parts of it um some of it was not so health, healthy for me but then i also didn't explore i didn't make time to do yoga to do weightlifting to do these other things and eventually my body was injured and broken down because I was so stuck in one facet and not open-minded to moving and exploring other ways to move energy through my body.
1: So take that. That is a perfect example of like physically what happens to your body. When you identify as one thing, Mm -hmm. your body will break down if you don't cross train. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now take that and like make it emotional now we've just like up the ante a million fold right if you identify as one thing and don't cross train what the heck's gonna happen
0: mm-hmm. yeah now we're. and i love that
1: practice. i i vividly remember the first time my yoga teacher brought this up we were in class and we have the little full chat before class starts right and everyone's just like Auntie, we want to get get into yoga like shut up and just let me move but this is actually where like the brilliance comes in because what the teacher says, well, I'm like, simmer throughout class. So we're sitting there and she goes, just imagine for a moment, you don't have a label. You're not identified as anything. No religion, no political party, no community, no relationships. You're just a human being with thoughts, feelings, emotions, but you're not associating with a community, with a layman. And it, she very much said, it almost feels like the ground drops from underneath you. And you're like, well, what do I have then if I'm not part of something? But if you think about it, like, you still have so much. You're still you. But it's that terrifying feeling of like, uh, like there's nothing there. There's nothing for me to hold on to or to ground me and keep me tethered but there is there absolutely is
0: well that's immediately in my mind when you said that it was well what's my worth and what's my value if I can't say that I'm all of these things or I've accomplished all of these who but I it's my soul it's my it's my being we talk about this so much on the podcast and with the ladies that I work with and I know you speak to this too Allison it's When we can start to disassociate, as you said in the beginning, of holding so tight to that and realizing that you are this amazing human because you are simply you, not because of the way that you identify or the community that you are a part of. That's the juicy goodness. I have goosebumps. Like, that's it.
1: Your soul doesn't need to be labeled your being your essence doesn't need to be boxed in by something again if it help it, it can help you
0: mm-hmm.
1: it can help give you a foundation to to move around but it doesn't like that's not that's not who you are your you- yeah
0: yeah no and I think this started to open up my eyes, this whole world of this, when we talked about just a couple of minutes ago, you know, being a runner and that physical body and taking that into it, your emotional sense. And when I realized that physical fitness and emotional fitness are on the same plane, there's, it's the same way that you grow. It's the same way that you rest, that you recover, that you do the work. When I had that correlation, suddenly I was a lot more apt to say, okay, I'm going to explore that emotional side of it because now it makes sense to me in a way that I got that as somebody who was so physically goal-oriented or drawn or pushed and motivated or not motivated in.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, in the same way that you have to practice like physically, whether you're running or weightlifting or whatever you're Movement your body practice is you train yourself, you know, something like a training schedule, or whatever. But you practice, you train, you have to do the same thing for your emotions, for your mind. And so, if this idea of like letting go of labels freaks you the f out because it's your first time encountering it, yeah, it mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse my using of the should word, but it's scary because we're not used to it. If somebody comes up and is like, you need to go run. 10 miles right now, you're going to be like, "Uh -uh, mm uh-uh, not ready for that. So you build yourself up to it the same way you have to mentally and emotionally build yourself up to this idea of letting go. And that's why you do these smaller, like, meditation practices of, like, letting go of this, like, just being in the moment, just breathing. And that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. Everything
0: comes back. It does. It all comes full circle. And that's the cool part is you can find these underlying themes in all of that. And also being okay with that practice can sometimes simply be awareness. I've been, I've known about this. I've dabbled in this world and had these times to practice and explore these different things. But when Allison said, the words that her yoga teacher said, I, I clammed up thinking, well, if I take my label off, I don't have worth or value. And this isn't a new concept to me. So if you're hearing this and you're like, even if this isn't a new concept to me, like I still am not good, good. quotes at this, guess what? I'm not either, but I'm aware of when it triggers and then I can compassionately come at myself in a different space.
1: And it's not easy for me, too. I'm not, like, sitting up on the mountain preaching at you guys. Like, I am in the thick of it with you. Like, I get sweaty when I think about it. It's like, I don't want to let go. Like, I'm a yoga teacher. That's my thing. What happens if I let it go? Like, who am I? I don't know. I don't like that. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's the cool part of where it opens up space to explore. And then you find something completely new or a little bit new or different in a way that allows you to expand and grow and if you want to go back to whatever your old safe space was then you know it really suits you and it fits you because you tried other things and that didn't give you that same feeling or that same satisfaction cool Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I was saying to Allison before we started recording that we should have hit record about five minutes before we did (laughs) because speaking of the, uh, we're no, we're not great at life and all of these things, <laughs> just continual work effort. Uh, we are we talking about multitasking in this mess of all of this stuff and how, yes, we know better, but still don't practice it. So like to anybody out there, like we get it.
1: Oh my gosh. Talk about labels though. <laughs> Who identifies as a multitasker? <laughs> yeah. I'm really good at multitasking.
0: No, you're not. Let me tell you oh. what.
1: I, pre- I pretend I am, and then, like, my husband will be confronted with, like, two or three things at once, and he literally just, like, stops. He can't do, like, multiple things. And I'm like, that's, that's how brains actually work. Like, your brain actually stops functioning when faced with so many things. We just pretend it doesn't. We just, like, delude ourselves. Like, yeah, I got this. I don't got it. I don't got it.
0: I can't remember what the stati- statistic was, but it was... of the population or something just tiny actually has a brain that works in a way where they can multitask and the rest rest of us just put our label on and tell ourselves that we can when we're just completely fooling ourselves in that aspect, myself included. Yeah. Oh,
1: 100%. Because yeah, like we were talking about earlier, how deep is your focus when you're multitasking? Mm -hmm. Like you just keep switching from thing to thing and you never fully dive in and give your complete attention to one thing. Then all those things that you're doing. So you have six things going on at once. All those things get, I don't know, 10% of your attention and awareness. When if you just focus on it and give it your a hundred percent awareness, you'll get it done quicker probably. And it will be better. It'll be done better because you focused on it.
0: That's one of the cool parts to swing back into the yoga world a little bit too is when I started regularly practicing yoga was truly the first time in my life where I understood how to cue my body and how to move and engage different parts of my body and actually feel it. And mind you, I had been training for many years I have been my own workout practice for many years like I get you need to recruit your hamstrings when you do a deadlift and blah 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 but all of a sudden in yoga when somebody gave me a cue and I had to focus on it I was like oh that's what it feels to engage my core properly or my glutes or my arms whatever I was like oh man Mm -hmm. and it's it's so interesting because you can totally fake it
1: In a yoga class, you can be there just like doing the poses and your mind is off. Talk about multitasking. I'm doing yoga, but I'm thinking about this email or this phone call or whatever. Or you can be fully present and experiencing like, what does my body feel like? Yeah, when the teacher says engage your quads, whoa, now my warrior two feels way different. Mm -hmm. Or in like a high lunge or crescent lunge when they say like, imagine your thighs pulling together and you actually do it and focus on activating your body, like what a difference when you can just sit and focus and fully be in your body. We are, our world is so in our heads. We're not, not often just truly present in our physical form, whatever that is. And, the- and being in a yoga class is a way to like feel that physicality of,
0: of the life we live. Mm-hmm. One of the practices that we're doing, and I've talked about this several times on the podcast, but that we're doing in the breathwork certification course that I'm in now is a feeler. Have you ever heard of these, Allison? Mm -mm. So you sit down with somebody and oftentimes it's Zoom, especially in this day and age, um, or you could do it on the phone. It doesn't matter, but you just hold space. So I would just hold space for you for five minutes or whatever you need. And you run through the sensations that you feel in your body but you don't attach a label, funny enough, like I didn't mean to go here, but of course we are. You don't attach a label to it. It's not like, oh, I feel anxiety in my chest. It's like, no, I feel my heart fluttering or I feel that I'm breathing faster or I feel energy moving up and down my legs and my arms. And you go through all of these sensations in your body. And the cool part about that, very similar, as you said, in yoga, when you're kind of actually in your body, is it's you're realizing that your body's doing all these different sensations all the time. like, And I can experience different emotions at the same time. I can feel that there is some sadness in my heart, but there is excitement or joy in my legs or I feel grounded. And when we slow down and tune into that, it's like, oh, I don't have to identify as one thing. I'm all of these things all at the same freaking time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I talk about that all the time in classes. It's like, we are so complex. We have space to hold so much simultaneously. So you might feel, yeah, you've got, I, so I come from like the physical, I think the physical aspect is a way for people to enter in the realm then of the more like emotional side of things. So you can feel tightness in your jaw at the same time as you're exploring like opening your hips and like a pigeon. So you have those like contrasting like, how am I tight but still opening? Because we have space for all of that. We have space to be multiple things, we're complex. Same way you can feel sadness in your heart and
0: like joy at your roots. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that it's kind all, of all of yoga? We're capable like, balancing, <laughs> yeah. balancing all yeah. You yeah get. and
1: and giving yourself space
0: to feel all of it because
1: so often we're like nope I'm mad today or like I'm angry I'm frustrated or I'm pumped I'm happy I'm excited but it's we're one thing and we're never just one thing mm-hmm. I would also say we never are that emotion we, we experience, experience emotions mm-hmm. this is why we like feel it. them again
0: <laughs>
1: <anyway>. <laughs> that's when you're you're sitting there in a Class or in your life, I'm gonna relate it back to yoga. But like when you're in class and you're in a pose, and you're just getting like really like half pigeon, mm, juicy, I love it. So you're opening your hips, and a lot of times you get really pissed off because your hips hold so much physically for your body that when you try to let it go, it's like nope, not doing it. So you start to get angry, and then you can you feel it, but just because you feel anger or frustration doesn't mean you're you are angry it means anger is present mm-hmm. and you're feeling it in your body you can feel anger but that doesn't make you angry so it, there's a difference
0: mm-hmm.
1: right like just stop and think about that for a second if you say i am angry your body feels one way and when you say i feel anger it gives you space you don't identify as that thing you can feel it and experience it but you are not it change anger for anything joyful anxious Some people are like like oh i'm an anxious person yes
0: yes i feel like that is such a default for myself included
1: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
0: And there's nothing wrong
1: there's nothing like i'm not judging anybody or shaming anybody for feeling this because i feel it too i'm right there with you but again it's that practice of what if i step back i'm not anxious but
0: anxiety is present how's that feel well and there's where you get to i can feel and understand the concept of the box or the constraints That we were talking about was when I say I am anxious, it's walled off of this is what I am. I do not allow space to feel joy, happiness, nervousness, peace, whatever. It's just this is my container and this is where I'm at. If I say the words I am feeling, I'm experiencing anxious thoughts or emotions or I'm just feeling a little bit of anxiety in me okay, cool. I feel that. But again, I also can feel other things that are simultaneously happening. Or how many times this concept of, you know, everyone says, if one bad things happened to you in the day, don't say your whole day was ruined. Well, don't say you are one full emotion when you're experiencing several all the time.
1: But again, that's where like, it feels like the ground drops out beneath you because you're like, but I have anxiety. That is my label. That's my, that's me. It's scary when, when you're like, but I'm more than that.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh,
1: that's touchy. It gets and touchy. I
0: want to weave that story too. And for me, just again, I'm giving you guys examples. Cause I don't want you to feel like, especially like anxiety. We talked about it a lot. I don't want we to, you to feel like this is what we're focusing on or, attacking this space. For me, I will even say telling the story. I've struggled on the podcast and on Instagram. I don't know that I always constantly want to say that I struggled with disordered eating and exercise. Like I can rattle that off so fast because I've said it 10,000 times. And sometimes I'm really annoyed with the fact that I am even saying that over and over And Like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, that was a, that was a piece of me but I've opened up my world so that's not all of me and playing in that tug of war of wa- as well. So not diminishing any way that you are feeling anything that you experienced or went through or struggling with, honor that, but it doesn't have to become the one focus of your life. It becomes a, a
1: point of connection to other human beings. Yes, yes. Oh, you've gone through that, I felt similarly. I've had similar emotions, similar experiences. Now we have a connection and we can use that connection to build a relationship of whatever type. That doesn't need to be it. That's like the starting point to deeper, deeper relationship.
0: Because then you also get to say, oh, okay, so you experienced that. I had something similar happen. Oh, wait, you also really like chocolate hey me too you also go bike riding hey i do as well then it opens the door for these other methods of connection that isn't just have to be solely one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: because we're level we got layers like we're not like
0: we've been talking about we're
1: not just one thing we're so many things yeah yeah totally yeah
0: i oh i freaking love this because <laughs> I just do. I, I just can't, I get like, I'm nerding out right now and my hands are flying. And this is why you guys don't see the video. Cause it's just crazy. <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous. It's,
0: it's intense, but it all like weaves back into like, I, we didn't, we kind of said we were going to talk about labels and we did, but we got to weave in all these other pieces of it that just connected back to the same thing. And I freaking love when that happens.
1: I don't. It's It's not intentional.
0: I promise, but it's It's not intentional. But it was meant to happen. But it, yeah, I like that. It wasn't forced, but it flowed, and that's the best part. Mm -hmm. Allison is always such a joy. It's such a joy, such a pleasure. Anything that we didn't talk about, or anything that's on your mind that you're like, you know what, I'm feeling really called. I want to share this before or give anything else. Oh, I mean, there's like 80 bazillion like,
1: things. I yeah, know. there's so many things. <laughs> um, I don't You know what? Wherever you are in this process, you're doing enough. You are enough. You don't have to fix anything about yourself, change anything. Right now in this moment, wherever you are, you are enough. Mm. So pause and say it to yourself. If you're comfortable saying it out loud, do it. I am enough.
0: And take a note, take notice of how that feels in your body. Because when Allison was saying that, and when I slowed my hands down and put my freaking feet grounded on the floor and paid attention, fully focused on what she was saying, there was a sensation in my heart that I experienced and a dropping of my shoulders. And I could feel all these different things happening in your body that's always happening to you if we take the time to absorb what is actually going on around us. Yeah. Oh, Allison, where can everybody find you? Um, just like last time,
1: Facebook. Um, I have my Empowered Badass within group. We talk a lot about the same kind of stuff. Um, love to have you guys there. Instagram, Allison.Row01. Allison with two L's and an I. Um, yeah, and then I teach yoga and movement. So if you guys ever want to come take a physical class with me, they're, well, physically, online, and Zoom. new, New physically. Um, yes, yeah. new physically. You can, the best part about this is though, like I can teach yoga to people who aren't in my community. So I have people from around the country uh, and shout out to my friend in Australia, Mallory, who shows up because she's awesome. So um, I'd love to have you guys come like dabble, try some movement, uh, mindful movement with Allison. It'd be great to connect that way too.
0: She does some killer classes. I have done them in (laughs) old pre- pre this way of life time and yeah. I have done them in our new world space that we are living in and they were equally <sighs> as fantastic. So yeah oh, thanks my good. Thank you so much, Allison. Oh yeah, such a pleasure to be here with you, as always. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fears podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.